Welcome to Homeschool Your Way, the upbeat, open-minded podcast that informs and affirms your choices about your kids' education. We'll provide a buffet of ideas to inspire you to homeschool your way, because your way is the best way. All of the content on the Homeschool Your Way podcast is provided for informational purposes only and should not be taken as medical or legal advice. The views expressed by the hosts or guests of the show are not necessarily endorsed by Bookshark. Welcome to Homeschool Your Way. I'm your host, Jana Cook, and Bookshark's community manager. Today's episode is all about micro schools and how they can help your homeschool. My guest is Natasha Henderson. She is the director of a micro school in Niceville, Florida. She's also a homeschool mom of two and a former Bookshark convention representative. Natasha, thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me, Jana. I'm really excited to be on the show with you today. Now, for those who would like a little insider information, Natasha and I have actually done some conventions together mm-hmm. and have had um, some really sweet times of getting to know each other. And we hope that that just comes through our podcast today. Natasha, for those who don't know, why don't you give a little background into how you got into homeschooling? Great. Thanks again, Jana, for having me. I'm really excited to be here with you today. So uh, yeah, I never thought about homeschooling um, before I was a special ed teacher, before I had kiddos. And I've always loved working with kids. I loved my school experience growing up. Um, But then when I was teaching, I realized that I didn't think that our current system was as developmentally appropriate as maybe I wanted for my kids. I really wanted them to have like a half day experience for kindergarten and that just wasn't available in our area. So we had kids and I decided to stay home with them and it was time for school to start. And my husband and I were just like, let's try this homeschool journey. And here we are. My oldest is about to be 13. So it's been working out for us. Some days are easier than others, but um, it's definitely been the best path for our family. I know that your story is similar to mine. I was an education major in college. I thought I was going to be a teacher. I was homeschooled, but never wanted to homeschool my children. (laughs) And I think that commonality is a foundation for this conversation because we are talking to a lot of parents now who never in a million years thought they were going to homeschool. Mm Homeschool was not a luxury that they thought they could afford their family when they did start to delve into what it entailed. And now we have this beautiful other part of homeschool that has been created. And and again, sometimes we think these things are innovated, innovative and really we're just recycling things that had been done a long time ago. And that is a micro school. So what is a great working definition of a micro school? Absolutely. Um, So when I think about what micro school means to me, it's kind of like a hybrid situation where my kiddos get to experience that collaboration with their same age peers in an environment that's different than a public school setting because the class sizes are smaller. I'm not following a specific set of state standards or tests. I have more uh, ability to create the curriculum that we want that best fits those kiddos' needs. Um, We have mixed grades, so both of my kiddos can learn together, and we just kind of build this community that is all kind of like-minded in how we want our kids to learn and grow together. So that's kind of what micro-schooling has been like for us. We started off um, with just a few of us, and now our program has grown to a few dozen kiddos um, all together, and it's 
it's something that my children love and our community is loving. So I think the freedom in this type of learning environment is that it doesn't have to be a specific subject. So every micro school is going to look different, right? So Absolutely. some schools, so my daughter does a um, homeschool enrichment through our school district. And that looks very different than let's say another type of micro school. And so I think the variation and the variety can sometimes overwhelm parents because they don't know, should I just, do I homeschool? Do I hybrid? Do I partner with a district? Do I create my own? I mean, it's sometimes when we have too many choices, it's like a really good menu. You can get overwhelmed just with the choices. And I know that as a parent, I want the best for my kids. But the beauty of homeschool is you can try it one way. And if it doesn't work, you can try it another way. So when you guys first started homeschooling, would you have considered yourselves traditional homeschoolers? I think definitely. I think when we first started, I actually struggled with getting out of a public school mindset because of my background. And so I remember one day, like setting my kiddos up, like this circle time, we were doing calendar and we were doing all these things. And I mean, they were not in focus at all. And I was just like, I had to stop. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like I'm homeschooling them because not because I want to recreate public school at home. Like I need to figure out what's best for us. And once I realized that, I think our homeschool journey really took off in the direction that kind of where we're at now. But when we first started, it was, it was much more, um, school-like than where we're at today. And, I, I mean, I honestly still have to remind myself sometimes, um, especially those first couple years. But to your point, I feel like homeschool is really all about the journey because I feel like you can start one way and then you're like, okay, that's not working. Or you have another kid and I'm like, oh my gosh, this kiddo needs something completely different. And I just feel real fortunate that homeschool provides that opportunity for us to cater to what our kids need and make our homeschool journey look like whatever we want it to be at this point in time and realize that like tomorrow that may look different, you know, just in the past two years for our personal family, it's looked different, you know, let alone the 13 years that we've been doing it. So um, I definitely think that that's been wonderful for me as, as an educator of my kids and also for my kids to have that experience. So. I think we all need to be reminded of those very things because especially I was homeschooled and I still fell into those same traps of trying to recreate public school at home because it was what I had known for as long as I did. And it was what I was classically trained for. And when you really stop and say, why am I doing this? Education can take on a whole new world for not only your children, but I have benefited greatly in the last seven years homeschooling my children. And then in our journey, we went from homeschooling three to one, and that was that changed the entire dynamics. And then what worked for my twins didn't necessarily work for my younger one. And if if we stay in the mentality that this is how it's done. And make our children fit into the box. Mm-hmm. We really use, lose the beauty of customizing homeschool and why things work for different children in different ways. And it's really much more enjoyable for all of us 
when Absolutely. we when we approach the journey as that, not not this is how we're going to go, but let's see how it's going to go. And and for those who have listened at all to the podcast, I am not a willy nilly. I'm not very creative in in that type of way. I like a curriculum. I'm I'm a Bookshark user. I have been for seven years now. I will continue on um, high school levels that just came out with my daughter in the fall. So I like structure. So that's that's my bent where I have to like make myself relax. But then, um, but then knowing that we can do it a different way, yeah. and it it don't have to be pigeonholed into, you know, following every single thing in the in the guide. Yeah. Well, you know, I we spoke earlier when we we were talking about like intention and what does that mean, and I feel like that is like my mission state for homeschooling my kids. Like, what is my intention? Like, even when I start my week, and you know, I've used Bookshark for many years also, um, which I think our schooling with Bookshark may have looked a little bit different from yours in terms of like when we first started. I was very much all about like I needed that structure, and then as my kids' interests changed, we would veer off on things or spend more time on things. And and it all came down to that. Like, what is my intention this week? Like, I want my kids to get through this bit of knowledge, X, Y, A, B, C, you know, by the end of the week. Now, the path that we get there may not look, you know, how I originally envisioned it. But I'm like, as long as like my intention each week is to get these things, you know, taught to my kids or discovered or experienced, I feel like, at the end of the week, I don't feel as like, oh man, I didn't do enough. I feel like, you know what? This is great. My kids have learned and laughed and we've had a great time. And um, I, I think it's a mindset. I think a lot of homeschooling successfully is the mindset that you put towards it for sure. And you wouldn't think coming into it that it's our mindset. Do you know what I mean? Like I've sure. been so educated in the fact that I'm the one who has to change in order for our homeschool journey to actually be successful. I have to get out of my own way. I have to put aside my preconceived ideas or notions of how I think it's going to go because it never goes that way anyways. Uh, Absolutely. And you know, kids are so resilient. I think like 99% of the time you could probably present them with anything and they'll get through it. But like, I get stuck in my own head of like, was this engaging enough? Is this going to be something like, is it too, you know, and you're right. I mean, it comes down to, to our viewpoint and how we present that to our kids too, because the kids are, the kids are the easy part of homeschooling is, you know, getting over my, myself and, and the challenges that come with my own you know, brain with it, I think. And I think parenting in general can be magnified when you choose to homeschool because not only are you instructing in things that we would say are educational, although as parents, I think we're constantly and we never stop educating our children regardless of their age or grade. But I think sometimes those, those things about us are magnified and then are I've had to really deep dive into intentional parenting as I became a homeschooler because it what my parents did didn't work in my house when I, you know, especially yeah. when everyone was home most of the time. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's hard to kind of, I think there's a lot of fear associated with like not feeling like you know what you're doing. I mean, like as a parent, you're like, you know, I'm entering my, my oldest is about to be a teenager and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have no idea what's ahead, what, what I'm getting myself into. Um, and I feel like parts of our homeschool journey, um, when they're knowledge based and what they need to know is beyond what I 
understand and I'm like having to study. So I know what to teach them. Um, I think what I've learned is that like, I always tell my kids, you can do hard things. And I'm like, you know what, I can do hard things too. And whether or not I am the one that's literally doing that for them, um, or if I'm finding someone else or another way, like a micro school where I can put them in a situation to get the things that I want them to get out of it. Uh, I think that's an important thing to remember too. Like as a homeschool parent, you don't have to be the sole educator of everything that they're learning, but you know, you have that role in helping them find ways, you know, to get the learning that they need done. And, but it doesn't have to fall all on your shoulders. And, and I think that it's, it's freeing once you realize that, but it's a little scary when you're first stepping into it and you're like, oh, wait, uh, I'm responsible for all of this. But, um, I don't know, really, I think it's important to, you know, find a community that helps support that. And that's what I've loved about micro schooling. I feel like we've really built a strong community for the kids, but for myself too. So great, Natasha, you have really struck home about this idea of community. And in that you found your community by building this micro school. So let's talk a little bit about the benefits of that and why a parent would even pursue the idea of looking into a micro school. For sure. Well, I think um, personally, the way that I got started was, you know, I love my kids. I love having them home with me, but I also was looking for an opportunity to have them out of the house and for mom to have some um, time by myself. Fast forward to where we are, and I actually ended up becoming the director of this program and teaching. So I didn't necessarily get that individual mom time, but um, that I think is a very strong pool <laughs> for families that are interested in, you know, going a direction like this. We happen to have a drop off with our micro school, um, so we can have that opportunity for kids to be in similar age classrooms with their peers and they can get that social time. And then moms and dads can also have some time to themselves because I think that, you know, as a homeschooling parent, you know, we are just on 24 seven and it's always about that, like self-care that we're always hearing about. Like it's truly, truly important. I think for all parents, but I think, especially when you homeschool, like you have to be able to get that time for yourself to like regenerate and be able to give your kids the best of you. And um, it's, it's okay. I'm giving you permission. Everyone that's listening, take that time for yourself. And the perfect way to do that is to join a micro school. Um, but with that, like my kids were really needing um, a place where they could make connections that were consistent. Like we have always been very involved in our homeschool community in terms of like, there's a field trip or there's a homeschool recess or something like that. So they were always having opportunities to be social, but I realized that they weren't making these like strong connections with people because they weren't seeing the same kids consistently. And so this idea of micro schooling where they would go a couple days a week and they would be with their same age peers consistently has I guess I didn't personally realize how impactful that was for them until now that we've been doing it. And they get excited on, on the days that we have our programming there. They set their alarms themselves. They wake up, they're ready. And I'm like, you were never like this on our normal, like at home homeschool days. Um, but there's just something about that interaction and consistency with their peers that they were missing before we started doing micro school. And honestly, I think that's the biggest benefit that I've noticed is, is that relationship building and community that the kids are feeling when they're in that setting. Sure. 
you can do it yourself. You can outline lesson plans every Sunday night. You can slice together mapping assignments and hands-on crafts that match your history lessons. You can pre-read dozens of books to find the best ones and then pick out vocabulary words and brainstorm discussion questions. You can look for the best science activities and then get all the supplies you'll need to do the experiments. You are more than capable of DIY homeschool. But do you really want to do all that? I mean, there's no need unless you just really love designing curriculum. Head to bookshark.com catalog to see the fully planned open and go options available to you. Parents love Bookshark because the heavy lifting has already been done for you. And then you get to do the fun parts. Read alouds on the couch, heart-to-heart discussions, kitchen experiments that make them fall in love with science. Melissa Stower says, the teacher's guide, you guys supply, is a lifesaver. Wonderfully put together, couldn't imagine doing this without your guides. At Little House, Big Imagination says, your science program is awesome. My daughter loves science now, such great projects. And my favorite part is that you provide almost everything we need for it. At Green BJJ says, another year of homeschooling with Bookshark underway. This reading-centric curriculum has been a staple in our school process since go. Secular and flexible, Bookshark curriculum comes with a 36-week planner to help guide daily instruction. This curriculum doesn't just make homeschool easy, it makes it rewarding. Check out the Bookshark catalog and create your best homeschool year yet. Get yours at bookshark.com slash catalog. One thing that we do discount is excitement that other people have is contagious. So in my house, there are certain subjects that really we naturally don't get excited over. But when we're at the enrichment program, and I'll just be completely transparent, a lot of times it was science. I wasn't enthusiastic about it because I didn't have, I didn't feel I was equipped to do it well. And I'm unfortunately fight that fixed mindset of if I can't do it well, I don't want to do it at all. Mm. So that's my own personal struggle. And I didn't want to transfer that to my children. And so going and getting excited and having in my daughter's case, a teacher who is trained in science and is so enthusiastic about it and thinks up the most creative ways to do things, things that I just wouldn't have, even if I had the time, I wouldn't have the excitement about it. And then you have other students around them, like you're saying, peers are interacting with that. They're getting excited about it. And listen, there is nobody getting excited about that over here. So it's important. We know that positivity is contagious. Absolutely. So whether it's towards science or another one is art. I'm not artistically um, fluent, maybe is the best word to say it. And so my enthusiasm doesn't translate to my children. Or well, it's also a lot easier to bring out the glitter um, outside of your own home. <laughs> so no, I totally agree. I feel like, uh, you know, just talking about 
outsourcing to, to your weaknesses. And, and I feel you on that. Um, I actually, this year ended up teaching middle school, the middle school class, in addition to directing. And that was, uh, an experience for me because I haven't worked with middle schoolers and I ended up having my oldest in class with me. And I feel like they've taught me a lot too. Like there were things that I didn't feel confident in, like how I don't, I don't know what to do about that, that, uh, one of the really wonderful things that I've experienced as an educator in micro school is watching the kids collaborate and brainstorm and problem solve themselves. So I honestly feel like when we're in a setting like this, like I can present, it's like project-based learning. Like I can present, here's here's this problem or here's this an idea and then just leave it for them and be like, okay, now what, you know, and they can really work together to come to a solution or an end result. And it's really neat to see our young people figuring it out on their own and me not feeling that stress anymore. Cause I'm like, whoa, you know, um, just being there to kind of oversee and help them and maybe get them started, guide them a little bit on the way, but it's, it's really a really cool process to see that them come together like that. It sounds like too, it's more of a student interest led, although there's a prescribed, let's say challenge, there is no predetermined outcome necessarily when you have the freedom to let the children collaborate. I mean, I'm always amazed when my kids come up with a different solution than I do. And I'm like, what? Oh, that's right. There is more than one way. And I think now more than ever in our society, if we're cultivating that in this next generation, it will be super helpful as they then come up into citizenship in our in our country. Absolutely. And I think that that just exemplifies what we were talking about earlier about like, there's no one way to homeschool. And so there's no one way to like have a micro school either. You know, like I've been part of a model where we focused on core subjects um, and then we had some project-based learning time. I've also participated in situations where it's more like elective driven. Um, and then I've also been part of groups where we just solely like let the kids decide this is what we want to learn about and go from there. And I think it's a really unique experience that we have that flexibility to decide which path we want to go through. And honestly, I think it varies from micro school to micro school year too, because of the students that you have, like, um, you know, that really determines like sometimes the path that you take, you know, with your, your whole group or even your smaller individualized classrooms. And it's awesome. I mean, even the way that we start at the beginning of the year, as we have kids come in and out, like some of that's changed how our classroom dynamic is. And it's really, it's really special. So Natasha, your particular um, school, it's more than one day a week. Yes. So we meet on um, two days of the week and for five hours each day. And the kids bring snack and lunch and we have outside time and classroom time. And we do field trips throughout the month and additional to our two days on site. And then just out of curiosity, because there are so many different ways to do it. Does the curriculum that the parents are using at home correlate with what you guys do inside of your school? So there's a couple different ways. Um, originally, that was um, kind of the format. There's an option for parents to follow along with what's being discussed and taught in the classroom. But on the flip side of that, we 
tell parents that we're just a part of their homeschool journey. So really whatever they have established, they're fine. Their kids can come a couple of days each week and they're not going to miss out if they're not following the same curriculum at, at home or whatnot. But, you know, to earlier, like you mentioned, you like that structure and, and I do too. So like, I like being able to have like, oh, this is what you're working on at school. Let's work on this work, you know, on the same things at home too, to kind of, you know, you know, make it easier on me and the kids, but it's kind of a mixture. Yeah. And I would say, I would define that more as a partnership. Like they can, you can have more of a partnership with the parents and what they're teaching, or you can have it independent. So in our situation, it's independent. So what she does her one day a week at co-op is totally, or enrichment is totally not in line necessarily with Mm -hmm. what we're doing. And so if she's writing something for her language arts, then I say, okay, you don't have to do the written assignment from Bookshark this week. If you're doing a science experiment on that day, you don't have to then, unless you want to do the additional one this week. So it definitely, the more comfortable you get with homeschool, the more you realize that like, it's not, if it doesn't all fall into line perfectly, it all works together beautifully if we allow the process to happen. Absolutely. It's definitely a process, you know, and, and respect the process for sure. <laughs> That's true. You, you could probably start selling some t-shirts. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Trademark. Okay. That's right. That's right. Trademark hashtag. You heard it first here from Natasha. <laughs> Respect the process. Respect I think the that, process. Okay. Yeah, I think that's it is important to remind ourselves as we are in the trenches and doing the day-to-day work that to step back and look at it as from a holistic perspective and not just the day-to-day week by week, because I think we can get lost sometimes. Yeah. Well, you know, I feel um in my wisdom of all the years I've homeschooled now. Um, no, I honestly, I feel like I learned something new every day and I've been at it for almost, you know, 13 years now. Uh, but I speak to a lot of brand new homeschool families that, you know, like I was there, they get caught up in the, the ABCs and one, two, threes of like, I got to do this. I got to do this. And, um, I try to remind them that it is a journey. And when your kids are, at our micro school, for example, there's so much more learning that's taking place other than those ABCs and one, two, threes. They're learning how to manage relationships and work together as a team. And there's just so much value, I think, in those experiences that we sometimes get so focused on, on the academics that we forget about all of the other things that are building these well-rounded humans that are just as important, if not more important, right, than the ABCs and one, two, threes. So I I personally feel like when I'm talking to new families that are interested in this this type of homeschooling, like my biggest benefit isn't discussing the academics. It's like, yeah, all this community and this relationship building and this social growth that they're getting, um, those are the things that I I personally value as the most important part. Um, and you know, the ABCs and one, two, threes, having someone else help with that is definitely a bonus. But I always tell parents like this isn't, this should not be, um, at least in our case, this should not be your sole um, expectation for those ABCs and one, two, threes, because we're encompassing a whole lot more than, than that, you know, in this program. So I don't know. We love it. We love it over here in Florida. <laughs> Well, there's so much to love over there in Florida as well. 
So when you're talking to prospective parents who are thinking about homeschool, they, they've, they're immediately overwhelmed because if you're not overwhelmed, I don't think you're thinking about homeschool properly. I think it, it, to begin with, I think there's a an element of being overwhelmed that actually brings us to a place where we can accept that we can't do it all, mm-hmm. that there are different ways that, and you get to try the different ways. It's not one prescribed way and that it is a process. Seeing your children in this program, what would you say has been the biggest growth that you have seen in them participating in a micro school? Wow. Um, honestly, I, I feel like they're their love for learning has has just increased, which kind of blows my mind because I felt like they enjoyed enjoyed their time and the things that we were doing before that. But I, I think to your point earlier about positivity and mind mindset being contagious, I think that learning with their peers is also contagious. Like I feel like they enjoy it. They want to learn more. They're like sponges and they want to soak that up. Um, and that wasn't something I necessarily anticipated. Like I knew that they would love seeing their friends and, you know, they'd love having that social time, but I really feel like it's enhanced their desire for knowledge and wanting to learn more, uh, being in a situation where they're around others that are soaking that same vibe up, <laughs> you know? I think it it's almost full circle because as you're talking, it's like, okay, yeah, we have known that, which is kind of why public school became what it was. Mm-hmm. And I think that we need to distinguish the biggest difference is it's not the majority of the education happening in this um, in this environment. It's like, you know, I even like people like, oh, yeah, of, of course, your kids are going to be, you know, soaking up in, in, when they're around their peers. But honestly, in the public education, there isn't a whole lot of time for in the traditional sense, collaboration. Um, and getting excited about learning. And so it's almost like we've had to go backwards in a sense. So like we're homeschooling became, you know, in your home, in some sense, a little isolated, especially during COVID. Um, mm-hmm. That was the case. Now we're coming out of that and you still have families who never thought they would homeschool, but they're continuing to homeschool. But now they're seeing the benefit of this hybrid situation where, yes, you get almost like all of the benefits of that traditional brick and mortar while still having the benefits of homeschooling. And I I think that, you know, it's kind of on the surface is like, well, why wouldn't you just put your kids in school? Well, we can say it, Jana, especially you and I have the same type of personality. We're control freaks. Like I want to know what my kids are doing. Like I want to, I want to, you know, have a, a larger say in that than they would be getting if I sent them to a traditional school setting, you know, and Um, You know, we've talked a lot about like outsourcing to other people, um, but I still want to, to, you know, be a part of that learning and growth for them. And that was another part of why we homeschooled, you know, like, and if I'm being honest, I love the flexibility, like my kids, if we ever put them in public school, I would be like, what do you mean we have to go to school five days a week and we have only vacations during this time, you know, (laughs) so there's a lot of freedoms that come with homeschooling. Um, but to your point, like it, it uh, there's a lot of 
there's never a one size fits all, I think, with education wherever you do it. You know, like I said, my public school experience growing up was fantastic. I loved school. Like that's why I was surprised when I was like, let me homeschool because mine was, it wasn't because I had any negative experiences, you know? Um, but I've really just realized that there's not like a one size fits all. And, and part of homeschooling is just figuring out what, you know, what fits your family and, you know, going from there and doing what you can to make it whatever you want it to be, you know? And you don't, that is, that is what you don't get if you are in a traditional school. You don't get to walk in and say, you know what, this isn't really working for us. Exactly. So we want to do it this way. That That's not how the system is set up. And I think this new, coming into this new breed almost of homeschool where we can find these micro schools, where you are going to a site possibly one or two days a week, but that does you're not giving complete control over their entire education. Or even, I'm sure, when you're in on your site, kids aren't sitting down for the five hours, right? Like there is the project-based learning is much more collaborative and they're talking with each other the whole time. I remember one of um, a neighbor had said, well, you know, how do you socialize your children? And and, uh, any homeschool family has gotten this (laughs) at some point. And I, I just have to reiterate that like my children weren't really socializing in the public school. There wasn't time. So now I think we socialize too much in my house uh-huh. at times <laughs> and we, you know, have to buckle down a little bit more to get those ABCs done, but it is, it is a flexible and what works for you. And it really is, it's so neat, you know, before you'd go to a restaurant and you'd have to just order off the menu. Now you can order literally off menu, right? Mm-hmm. Like it is really is, it is, um, picturesque of our society that Mm -hmm. we really do like Burger King said we want it our way and now we have found a way to have it our way even in education you know it's kind of kind of lagged it kind of trickled into education but now we're all like oh we can do it this way well when I was in school I didn't like how I had to sit there even though I understood the lesson and I had to wait till everybody got it and then I had to do my homework at home when I could have done it then it's like well yeah now that we homeschool if it only took five minutes to understand, great, do the work and let's go. Like we have so many other things to do. So it's, it's, I keep saying it. I do firmly believe it is a luxury to be able to homeschool and to be able to recognize that we can think outside the box and it, it works well. You know, it's something that's like, okay, if it didn't, if it only worked for a few people, kind of how it was looked at, I think before, and now we're seeing that it really could work for anybody. It just depends Absolutely. on how you choose to use it. And I think that micro schools are another way for parents who want to be able to homeschool, but maybe don't have the full five days to be at home with their children. So these options of making it available to more families, I think is so exciting. Absolutely. I feel you on that. <laughs> Natasha, do you have a homeschool hack for us today? Oh, I wish I could say like, oh, I have all these homeschool hacks, but um, one of my favorites and I started this. So in Florida, we have to do an annual portfolio review and things like that. And one of our requirements is a reading log. And in my first couple of years, I would have my kids, I was like, oh, this is a great exercise. Um, And they have to write down all their book titles and which was fantastic. But then we do a lot a lot of reading in our house. And I was like, oh my goodness. Um, So my hack is 
keeping all those library receipts that we get when we go. Um, I just gather each month's worth and I staple them together. And then I put them in our, in our portfolio. And I just tell the evaluator, I was like, here's all the reading that we did. I mean, it's not all of it, obviously, but it's a good, good amount. So they're always like, that's such a great idea. And I only wish I had discovered that, uh, you know, sooner because all that writing, no, it was good for them. But yeah, that's what I would say. I would say, keep those library receipts stapled together and then you can document all the reading that you do with your kiddos. So I have never heard that before. So I'm excited. We, I know, uh, and another bookshark rep that I had on uh, Marsha, who you have worked with, she yeah. said at some point you're going to just keep getting the same hack. And I, it is yet to happen. We are, everybody has something, a different perspective and a unique thing that works for them. So thank you for sharing that. I will. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of families are going to enjoy that. Perfect opportunity for me to give a shout out to Emma. She is a listener of the podcast and she came up and introduced herself at a convention I was at recently. And awesome. I said, well, give me a hack that I can share with our listeners. And so she had said that when you get a business card, if you're out at like conventions, especially, um, tape it to the brochure that you get. So you know, so it doesn't get lost in your bag or thrown away, but also so that you know exactly what that name and company are offering you. And I thought, what a great hack. So thank you, Emma, for sharing that with us. (laughs) And, um, thank you guys for listening today, Natasha. I'm so glad that we had this chance to get together and talk about what's new in your life and what's been working for you and your family. If somebody is interested in a micro school, just getting more information, or maybe since you've had some experience in kind of being a, being the director of one, what's a good way that someone can get a hold of you? Absolutely. Well, Jana, I just want to say thank you so much too, because this has been wonderful to connect again. Um, I'm excited to share all this information about micro schooling and my journey. And uh, if anyone would like to get in contact with me, my email is live happy, healthy, and kind at gmail.com. It's um, a program that we have in my area where we do like a homeschool series with that live happy, healthy, and kind. So feel free to reach out to me at any time. And I'd be happy to share any information that I can. We will be putting that in the show notes. So if you didn't get it jotted down the first time, don't worry, you can find it again. Thank you guys for listening. Until next time, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Homeschool Your Way, a podcast by Bookshark. Be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening now so you'll be notified of future episodes. And if you have questions you'd like the hosts to answer or have any feedback about the podcast, please visit bookshark.com slash podcast to leave your comments. Or you can simply email podcast at bookshark.com.